the xylophone. The best way to bring in episode six of the YMD podcast. I'm Yvonne Lorcan, a wine writer, a mother of two, wife of one. Uh, I'm the co-founder and chief tasting officer at Wine Friend, wine writer at Dish Magazine and the New Zealand Herald. And this is Dan Brennan. I'm Daniel Brennan. I'm a lone wolf just out there on the road, just driving around. Out of my, I'm that mysterious guy who walks in. Who's this guy? Where did he come from? What does he do? Nobody knows. You know? No. Do you drive trucks? I wish. I wish I could drive those 18-wheelers. I make a lot more money than being a winemaker, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Lone Wolf Dan. Yeah. Who's this guy? Not quite sure if you like him or you don't. You know but you're I mean? not, it's not like Lone Wolf serial killer Dan. It's just Lone Wolf Dan. <laughs> are you like, are you like, and, I, and you may not get this reference, are you like the littlest hobo? I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. So back in the 80s, uh, there was a show called The Littlest Hobo. And The Littlest Hobo was a German Shepherd, um, an American program that we got. And we okay. would watch it after school in New Zealand. Littlest Hobo was on. And the and the, the, the dog would um, hop on usually a train, open train carriage. Oh, it was like a, a kid's show. Like, kid's yeah, show, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. the dog, would, but real dog, like yeah. not a cartoon dog. Sure. And would just go from town to town solving mysteries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like, um, you know, the Hulk. What is it? What is it? David Banner. Yeah. Which, by the way, used to be Bruce Banner Mm. and actually is Bruce Banner. But the TV producers in the 70s and early 80s thought Bruce was too gay of a name. That's what they thought? That's what happened. That's what they said? That's exactly what happened. (laughs) So they changed it to David Banner. Which I think, I don't think Bruce is. Bruce can be a cool, tough name. I think you know, so. There was just a bit of a moment there in the in the seventies yeah. and Stonewall and all that kind of stuff. But well, with the littlest hobo, he was kind of a lone wolf because what would happen is he'd be so good at solving mysteries, Dan, that by the end of every episode, the family or the pe- the people or the person that he had helped would be like, "Oh, stay with us. We love you. Come and join us in our home and complete our family, littlest hobo." Mm. And he'd be like. I know where this is going. He'd be like, no, man. No, man, I'm just, just lone gotta, wolf, dude. I'm just, just got to go. Just keep moving on. Actually, if I could do anything or be anything. Have you ever seen the movie Heat with uh, Robert De Niro yes. and Al, uh, Al, uh, Al, um, Al Pacino? Yes. Okay, John Voight's character in that movie. Yes. He's like the guy who, like, doesn't do anything, but he's like. He's always around. He's kind of in the, they go meet him in a bar and he's just like, all right, you can go do this thing and make five million. And obviously he's like getting a cut of it or he brings this information to him, mm. but he never does anything. <laughs> he's just like always in a bar with like a glass of scotch, you know. Just delivering instructions. And he's just like, careful out there. You know, that's like all he does the whole movie. And it's like the coolest dude. And he has the sleaziest haircut I've ever seen. And I'm like, that that would be good. That'd He's be Ange- good. Angelina Jolie's dad, right? Yeah, complicated yeah. man. Very much so now. Yeah, kind yeah. of gone down that rabbit hole a bit. Yeah, he's and, an um, interesting cat, you know. Mm. Um, apparently, nicest guy ever from all mm. accounts, but he's got some interesting views. But, you know, hey, it's a, it's a lot going on out there these days. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on. Um, now, last episode, Dan, you explained to me the mathematics of tipping because that was something that I was unsure about with, you know. I tried. Like, what goes in, on in the States? And it's one of those things that kind of gives me the f- kind of willy chillies when mm-hmm. I think I'm going to jump on a plane and go to the US. Um, today, I have a little question for you. Bef- um, can you, and real quick, sure. what is it with the hiking? Um, you know, y- you talk to people in the States and they're like, oh, I like to hike. Yeah. I go hiking. And we, yeah, we do in New Zealand, like we love, we go bushwalking. Yeah. Right? Tramping. Sure. Tramping. Tramping. Go for a tramp. Go yeah. for a tramp. Bushwalking. Yeah. Um, which is fine and safe, but I just don't, uh, you know, and you have bears and snakes and coyotes and wolves, all, all that stuff, just even in like close to the towns yeah. and stuff where, yeah, you, where, where you guys go hiking. So here's my thing. Like when you go hiking, because mm. everybody goes hiking. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like people on social media or uh, something like um, that you're annoyed with because my friends don't say it like, like that. that. No. Just, what, do they go, I'm gonna, just going go for, for a hike. hike. Yeah, we're going to camp and um, we're going to go for a hike, you know. Do you take a gun? 
depends where you are, but um, I would suggest it in certain areas, you know, even like lots of areas of California and stuff. Um, probably not where I grew up as much, though there were, I never thought about it, but there were, you know, BB guns and stuff like that around, but... There wasn't like guns around, like I probably. Just don't, you know, if someone said, "Let's go for a hike," and you and you look and at the mountains, <laughs> and you think there's bears and things out there, I don't know if I would if I want to go. I'd, um, be, I'd be scared. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you guys don't get scared. Not with wearing shirts like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, that's all I wanted to know. So yeah, it's, not nah, really, it's, it's it's a thing we hike. It's a and, thing, yeah. okay, with guns maybe or tasers. Depends or, on where you're at. Yeah, taser is not when I was growing up, okay. but definitely a BB gun or something like that. If you were mm. in a certain area, mm. and then you would just know you would be like, you know, if it's a national park, I will give a shout out to the amazing national park system, Teddy Roosevelt. Man, good job good to job. have the foresight when you thought that place was so gigantic. Mm. Who would have thought you needed mm. to save like a third of it so that nobody would build houses no or build houses nuclear power plants? But. Yeah, yeah. It's like Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah. It's that's the, a, like the, that's the show they're trying to. Oh, the show Yellowstone. Trying yeah, to protect yeah. against the development. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what, have you got any questions for any Kiwi Kiwi culture questions? I do. It's kind of a bigger, longer one. Okay. I don't know if that will count as a, a ignorant immigrant thing, but uh, should I just go there? Um, uh, this is a long drawn out question, but basically I'm trying to figure out what do what does New Zealand do for kind of cheaper, uh, hard, wholeheartedly take away kind of food really well, whether it's I mean, I think I'd have to say the top of the list is fish and chip. Yes. Um, and that is a thing. Mm. So, um, you know, fish and chip on the beach at Sauvignon Blanc. I think that is an actual thing or some kind of white wine or something, you know, like it's, it's, it's a staple, it's a, right? It's a staple. Right. It, so it must be done. Let's take that out. Yes. Okay. In the same way I would, you know, probably anywhere in the Northeast okay. in the U.S., I would take out pizza because it's fantastic there. Yeah. And, and it's so. so okay. So, so you're, you're asking what if, if we take out the, the fish and chips yeah. and we take out pizza because we well no no you don't have to take out pizza i just know it's not that good here i mean it's getting better there's some good smaller pizza places even in hawks bay but definitely in the cities um but you know generally take out pizza here Mm. is domino's or hell or something and that's Mm. they're pretty terrible um but you know bad pizza is still pizza so that's all right but what is like is it indian is it because indian is not really like a thing where i'm from no. and I know it's a big thing in the UK. Yeah, do you know what? I'll, I'll agree with you there. So in New Zealand, what we love, we love like Eastern Asian inspired mm. foods. You know, we we Thai food, Thai food, Indian food. So we are extremely um, um, fortunate in this country that we have people that that have come here and now live here and have set up businesses here that can produce the most incredible um, Eastern cuisine, right? Yeah. And And I think a lot of it is because they can get great ingredients here. Like, you know, we grow great sure. produce here. There's great meat, you know. It's, um, it's they can create their authentic cuisine mm-hmm. with New Zealand beautiful yeah, and, ingredients. and some imported herbs and oh, spices. Oh, totally, and spices yeah, and that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But when it comes to, like, the meat and the produce and 100%. everything, it's, It might know, be Indian then because... Thai is great, too. I think it's had good Thai food mm. in New Zealand, but just not quite as common mm. where I feel like I could be on the drive Anywhere from Hawke's Bay to, to Martinborough yeah. in the middle of nowhere in Portland. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's an Indian place here. But you know what else? You know, there's a, there's one thing that um, that we all – that you'll be able to find on the road kind of anywhere that is good. Pie shop? Pies. Yeah, yeah. And toasted sandwiches. Toasties. Toasties. Okay. Yeah, they're everywhere. So if you don't like Indian food, mm. if you're not into the spicy thing or the Thai thing and you don't want fish and chips. I hadn't considered pie. I mean, I, I, I go for a pie. I had a pie at four in the morning yeah. two nights ago. I had a taste off for a bottling and I was like, I'm getting a pie. I need get it to pie. get get it over. And we're not talking like when, when in the States, when you talk about pie, you talk about things like Fruit pies, pumpkin pie, pumpkin apple pie, pie, which I don't mind. Pumpkin pie is okay. Cherry pie, cherry pie. You know, fruit and a great pie. song by Warrant, mm. by the way. Warrant, yeah, great band. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, big here. Um, I bet you Aaron knows Warrant. You know, yeah. from back in the day. But yeah, toasted sandwiches, toasties, and um, yeah, toasties 
and okay. Indian and pies, mince and cheese. I pie. think I was thinking more like cuisine takeaway. No, not not cuisine. I mean, but exactly. pie is right there. Mm. We well, can um, take away a pie from anywhere. Sure, sure. I think I was. Yeah, I was thinking of more of the communal mm. thing, but you know, the pie is just like everywhere. It's in gas stations and everywhere. sorry, petrol stations, petrol service stations. So. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was my. That was kind of what would I? Yeah, yeah, I think sushi yeah. also. By the way, definitely. Sushi. There's a lot of um, good sushi, and we're obviously always really close to the ocean. I mm. I always had a rule like, don't get sushi in Chicago. You know, a thousand miles. If you're not from like the ocean. driving distance, <laughs> if you're not if you're not within sort of forty five minutes of the ocean, don't unless they're buy going the sushi. like lake fish or something. <laughs> Trout sushi or something, Ooh. but you want to stay away from you know sushi yeah. that's uh, far away. We have away. good sushi over here. It's pretty regular too; yeah. like it's yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. around and yeah. and happening. Okay, um, so yeah. there we go: Indian sushi, pies, toasties. I had a by the way, I had a yana that was like a national yana, and it escaped me, so I will have to come back with it next week. It'll or come something. back. It'll come back to you, I'm yeah. sure. Um, good news, good news this week. What do you have? A good foot. Get I on do have foot. a good foot. What is it's it? It's a personal good foot. Okay. Um, we are getting solar at our house and it's all through the council program and and it's all getting easier to do and all that. So while it is a good foot, I do feel like I'm already just by saying that, like looking down at people like, well, why aren't you on solar? You know? know. And then I also felt more, um, uh, special empowered and everything by, the woman who came over to, you know, do the thing and tell us how it works and yeah. all that. She looked at me and she's like, oh, you, you guys don't use much power. And I thought, yes, oh, we so you think we you're are, already economic with I, the power. I mean, what a family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> you wait. You wait until your daughters get older. I know. And they're That's like, why we're getting on solar now. Yeah. <laughs> they like, don't use gadgets. your cell phone at night, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it's there's um so is it the council thing or is it the one percent um interest rate on loans that you can get for enviro conscious purchases because there's that as well so we and I got to one up you there so like about well, that's just more three or four sound. weeks ago yeah um I rang my bank and I said so what's the deal with this um super cheap loan system to um kind of pursue environmentally friendly options whether it's your home or buying an EV you know, like an electric car. Well, I haven't signed any paperwork yet, yeah, so Yeah, well, they're really good this. about it. They're like, it's like 1%. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to last forever or if it's a limited thing, but I rang the bank. They got someone to ring me. They're still waiting on my end-of-year financials. Mm. So, But that's okay. But that's fine. They're like, yep, if you want to get solar, if you want to do um, insulation to your house. Look at this. i got more information to go home with. This I is know. great. I'm glad so I did Yeah, because I, I think the council one's like 6%, which is pretty high. Yeah. But, it, but if you did that for even – Spread it out over a year, year and a half. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. You know, that's so. not too bad. You know, and you can because you can pay it off early, no problem. Yeah. It's not whereas like with a, the bank, you can't. You kind of get penalized if you. Do yeah, that. they like you to just be a customer yeah. for a long time. Um. So that's my big thing. It's a good yeah. thing. It's a really good thing. Um, my good news is, or kind of two things. My driveway, my new driveway oh, is yeah. almost. Half done, and it looks amazing. I would show you a photo, but we're filming this on my camera. Just so let I me know exactly when it's done. I'm going to round up all my boy racer friends, and we're going to just tread all it. <laughs> just spin donuts out in front of your house like at 3 in the morning. What's going on out there? So, you know, this is a warning to all you kids out there. Um, this is the type of shit that 40-something-year-olds geek out um, and get all fuzzy over. The other thing um, is that I was really considering cancelling my pet insurance Recently, because okay. I was thinking, you know, I've got to save money, you know, interest rates are going up, yeah. the bills are kind of, you know, inflation. It's, sure. We're all uh, making these you tough know, decisions. And um, pet insurance for my German shepherd, Georgie. And it's really expensive and it gets more expensive as the older that your pet gets, right? And she's developed the skin thing. And to stop her itching and making the skin thing worse, she has to have this injection every four weeks. Sounds like keeping that pet insurance. It costs like two hundred and seventy bucks a time, but the insurance covers eighty percent of it. So, I was just about—I was just about to cancel it when I found out that she's going to need this thing, and it does work, by the way. It really works. She's good now, but I'm so pleased that I didn't. Well, that's good. That's, yeah. So uh, I made it. My my good foot is I made a good decision. So these are two personal good foots. Yes. Yes. That's exciting. Usually, it's something else going on in the world. <laughs> And we'll be right back.
Howdy everyone, I'm Yvonne Lorcan, the co-founder and chief tasting officer for Winefriend, the best subscription service for wine in the land. And it's the best because my team and I hunt high and low to find amazing, interesting wines that we match to your individual taste buds. And then we deliver them to your door at a price and frequency that suits you. Now we know you want to try new wines, but we also know it's really hard to break free from those boring, safe, same olds from the supermarket. And it sucks when you spend good money on something new, but it doesn't taste great to you. Because everyone tastes wine differently, right? So we take the hassle and guesswork away, because if we know how your taste buds work, then you can trust us to go away and find great wines just for you. It's easy, just go to winefriend.co.nz, click on Get Started to answer a few fun questions about your taste preferences, choose one of our three awesome plans, your combo of reds and whites, and how often you'd like them delivered, and then sit back and wait for a whole new world of wine to open up. They're wines from all over the world, they're wines that I personally really love, and they're wines that you're not going to find in your average supermarket. Plus, each bottle comes with a neck tag written by moi with handy notes that'll impress your friends. Our plans are totally flexible, you're not locked into anything, and you can buy more of the wines that you love with a simple tap or a click. Just use the promo code Yvonne, that's Y-V-O-N-N-E, for 24% off your first subscription case. So become a wine friend and we'll all live happily ever after. Cheers. And on with the show. Um, now, the not-so-goods. Do we have any kind of fails for the week that you've um, thought about? Well, you, we, I did just bring up one that is kind of a national, international, um, uh, yeah, nah, which mm. definitely qualifies as a yeah, nah. A and it is the boy racer thing. Mm. And it's not, like, I got no problem with people who are into cars. I like I like a car. I can appreciate it. Somebody goes, hey, man, hop in this car. It's a hot rod. This and uh, that. You it's, know, like show me a Camaro yeah, and I'm like at the knees. Something cool. It's just the – and this happens in the U.S. as well, but I find it more prominent here is really terrible <laughs> – like crap car and then they put like a dual exhaust and like a fin tail on it and you're just like and then and there and then it's like you know and it makes all this noise and it's like dude that's a terrible car and guess what else they do they put in those clutches that go yeah 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 so every time they change gear it's it's i can't do a car you do a car noise do (laughs) 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 yeah 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 it's like and it just goes on down press yeah don't even so what (laughs) That would be something to. It's, a fail. it's got nothing uh, to do with wine. Which no, is no. Great. I think somebody should email, and that's more of a yeah, no. Yeah. Um, uh, if you have a brother or an uncle or somebody who uh, does this, mm. and where does it come from? What is it like? What What is the need to be like? I have to turn a terrible car, or just an average car. It could be like, hey, man, that's just my car. You know, Honda no Civic. problem. No problem with the Honda Civic. Good little car. Whatever. Ford Escort. Why do we have to soup it up and make it terrible? Um, Toyota Camry. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of those. Yeah, a lot of Toyotas. Why why do you need to put spoilers and stuff on them? I could see even taking like, and again, maybe you can't afford it, I understand, but maybe Mm -hmm. try to get like a different kind of car and soup it up. And spends because it. I can't imagine this stuff's cheap. No, must you know have I mean? lots of money. It's lots like of money on it. to put a dual exhaust and the gear shift and the fans and the, and the lights. You know, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's a um, it's a boy thing. Most for sure. Mostly it's a sure. boy thing. They like going fast. They like impressing their friends. They like, um, but they don't their, go that fast. Uh, no, no. <laughs> but it's like a form, it's like an art. It's like their art. They're driving around mm. in their in their construction, in their four-wheeled piece of art. Um, it shows that they can commit to something, um, but it also shows that maybe they've just watched one too many Fast and Furious movies. Um, you're trying to Tokyo Drift is what you're telling they're me. They're Tokyo Drifting. Yeah. They, um, well, they, they're trying to. I get it, but yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I sort of understand, but I, I just laugh. I laugh every time I see one, and yeah. I just go, oof, you missed it, buddy, you know? Uh, I'd rather see like a really crap, like Camaro, like you said, or yeah. an old Trans Am or something. Trans Am. Like, hey, we're trying Pontiac to like. Firebird. You know, yeah, yeah. That eagle on the front. Whew. Stuff of legends, you know mm. what I mean? Mm. That's a real, that, that's a real car. Mm-hmm. You know? That is a real car. Mm. Really bad for the environment. I used to car. know a guy in high school who had an El Camino. Whoa. You know what that is? That's a, um, yes, I do. It's like a brat or whatever they call yeah. it. So it's like a half car, half truck. Yeah. But the whole back seat was a subwoofer. 
And this douchebag called his his own car the Base Camino. Bless him. But you would hear him pulling around the street, mm. and he would he was like a friend of a friend. He would be like, "Oh, I'm coming to pick up John," and we're like, "Yeah, dude, we heard you." Because you can only fit one person yeah, in your car. Exactly. In your enormous car that you can only put one person in. I don't know why I just remembered that. Yeah, um, that's um, that's an interesting one. Okay, so last week we peeked through very squinty eyes at the wine yoga hashtag mm. on Instagram, right? So it's hard to put into words how weird I find that thing. Um, and there's so much of it to choose from. Um, so if you're listening, you know, go to the Instagram machine, search for wine yoga, and you too will be able to burn your eyes with the images that you'll find there. Um, we also talked about wine T-shirts. You know, Google oh, them or go on to Etsy yeah. and see the awful, like, I'm on cloud wine and love the wine you're with and Mummy's a little helper T-shirt. Is Etsy real big here in New huge. Zealand? Huge. Etsy's huge. Doesn't yeah. matter where you go. But okay. today... Today, I've also had enough of wine aerators. Mm. <laughs> I mean, look, hold on, where are we? Where's the, um, there's so many of them. Oh, hold on. Um, this is. The, vin- the From Shark, oh, Shark Tank. Yeah. Shark Tank. But like, look at the top, like, look at all the aerators. It just, the list goes on and on and on. Um, you know, aerators, I mean, I just, uh, they cost so much money. They're, it's a total they're gimmick. everywhere. They're a total gimmick. Just pour the wine into a decanter or just pour it into your glass and give your glass a really good swish. That's all you need to do. Pour it into a fucking mason jar. That's you know what all. I mean? Like a, ju- a, yeah. ju- a glass jar is um, all you need. I mean, I, I would, if I do happen to be like, hey, we got a few big reds yeah. and I, ha- I have like one decanter at our house, I'll, pu- I'll just pull out some jars and pour them in there. And Do you know what I do? I do the same thing. Or, but I have like a big, one of these two liter. Pyrex microwave jugs that I've mm. got from Briscoe's. Every New Zealand home has one, by the way. Mm. You should, if you don't have one, you're not a real Kiwi. I guess I'm not. You've got to get one. Yeah. Um, and I just have it there, and I take the cap off or the cork out of my wine, glug, 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 glug into it, and I swish the jug around, and then, over the sink, of course, I pour it back into the back bottle. Back into the bottle. And, and then maybe I do it twice. We call it the old in-out. It's the old in-out. Um, Many meanings for that term. There are, but, yeah. um, but you know, I don't usually let people see me do it, but it's, mm. it, does, it doesn't look very classy. But it make, it just aerates the wine. But then I saw this little clip. Oh, connect to the internet. Oh, you got to connect to me, probably. Uh, do I? Okay, hold on. Well, I can connect to my own phone. Or yourself. Um, this, is, this was not um, expected. I'm so sorry. Um, viewers, hold the line caller. Um, so there was a, a new kind of... A wine aerator, which YouTube is just trying to pick up now. Um, oh, this, this. It's, yeah, it's called the Vin. Um, but tonight's product, which is the Vinamore, oh. which is a wine aerator. And I'm super excited that we got to pair this up with a wine guest. Okay. The, but she doesn't so have a wine guest. The Vinamore wine aerator, as you see here, it's beautiful. It looks like the Stash of uh, Enterprise. You may have seen it on Shark Is this Tank. like a uh, the small inventor, business? To, oh, is this just Dijon. a YouTube video? It's not like he, a TV um, thing. Works at a restaurant, a wine looks, steward, you know. and he invented this. So you've never seen a wine aerator uh, what do you that think? looks like, like this just, before. It already like looks like is. too much and work. It is amazing. I wanted to test it out for myself, so I went and bought two buck chuck. And it tastes like, I don't know, 50 Can we see it in action afterwards. just to see how yeah, yeah. it is? Yeah, it really does wonder. So I want to tell you a little. So hold on. We're just going to skip forward, skip forward, skip forward. See so she actually brings a, um, a bottle of wine. She like doesn't, so. but she shows you, you how pour it the sits wine. in the glass. Through the screen oh, right like here. Glass. Yeah. So it's this triangular as you thing, pour the wine um, over here or in to here, it exposes and, it to um, the greatest amount of surface area. It goes through the filter. It looks like the Starship Enterprise. It's sphere here. And allows the tannins. Okay, to skipping forward. Come allows on. the tannins. Allows the tannins to sign. <laughs> See, I mean, she's not even. She look. We're scanning through this at the moment. Um, if you're just listening, and there's not even a bottle of wine coming into view yet. This is something that is almost three or four minutes long, and she. It's has probably one of these uh, Christian business things that they're not allowed no to pour wine. wine no wine. Know. Yeah. So well, you can't. We can't have any wine whatever. on the set. You but. pour it and you're done. You can just. Like get a bottle of wine and pour it already. So, um, anyway. as you can see back here, it's the. So, that was my. Um, cool yeah, that's a on that. really good, Isn't annoying that one. And it's total gimmick yeah. and completely unnecessary. But I mean, that is a rabbit hole you could go down for wine accessories. That is crazy. 
I mean, there's a They're whole everywhere. there's a whole thing on. Um, actually, this brings up something. Uh, there's a whole ridiculous Instagram, I'm sure TikTok too, of like people's absurd wine cellars, oh. <laughs> and they have like these. You know, or even like restaurants have these incredible, like Sell, just yeah, sick, sellers. just you know, holes in the ground to dump your money into that are completely useless. And they have like a hidden door, and then you walk in, and there's like gigantic room with bottles everywhere. And I'm like, just fucking drink your wine. You know what I mean? Like, why does it have to be all about that? Like, get, get good food Again, and drink it, your it's wine. It's like you know? the car. Thing, though. It's a thing it to is. show off to your friends. It's a total, and, it's a, it, that, and they are exactly what they're doing is mm, showing off. Mm. There's like some psalm in a purple yeah, suit. Yeah, I mean, I could talk right now. It's the total my main fucking water bottle matches thing. my shirt. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> but, it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, there's some guy with a bow tie and a really tight suit on mm. and uh, an interesting haircut, and he's like, come look at this. And then he opens it up, and there's like, Behold, a, yeah, there's like a fireplace duh. that goes into the ground, and then it opens up and mm. into this mm. amazing cellar. But it is all attached to these wine accessory sort of wasted yeah. time. Meanwhile, I'm, you know, does wine friend like sell some wine <laughs> accessory? <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah, we, okay. No, we, we don't. The only thing, oh, we do like the... Um, we're we're doing this thing at the moment with uh, husky wine coolers. So if you want to, um, you take your bottle out of the fridge. You're mm. going on a picnic or whatever, and you want to keep it cool. So you it's can like put a wrap. Husky. It's like a it's like a yeah, it's like a wrap, but it's on metal. the bottom of the bottle. It's yeah. around the whole yeah, that the whole cool. body of the bottle. That's, that's practical. Cool. It's a practical thing. It's not gonna fluff up your wine. It's not gonna mm. anyway. Um, so that was kind of the thing that really made me want to scoop my own eyes. Because there's out there with are like um, tasting rooms out there that you know they have yeah. every trinket and things like that. And yeah. I mean the other one is like uh, the you know special. It's like twenty eight dollars for basically a bubble wrap with print mm-hmm. on it, and you're like mm-hmm. just buy some bubble wrap, buy dude. It costs wrap. like four dollars. You know what I, I mean? Know. Uh, to pack it away, but everyone um, wants the um, the everyone wants the flash thing. Yeah. Right. Where are we at now? Um, we're, at, oh. we're probably at music and then wine. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're, you or do you know, want to do wine and then music? Yeah, that sounds good to me. So we've got a wine today. I bought something really delicious. Yeah, it looks... Um, yeah. I love that bottle, by the way. That is called the Square Heel um, OI bottle. That the Square is, Heel OI bottle. Well, OI is the producer, now yeah. owned by Vizzy. There was a lot of uh, consolidation over the last few years. I'm not sure if you heard, but there's been some disruption. <laughs> In many businesses around the world. But anyway, uh, Vizzy OI. Uh, okay. So they make this bottle called the Square Heel. Which and is it Square Heel because it's square it's at flat, the base? It sits on the shelf flat, so it looks really cool. I, I mean, I like interesting bottles. and yeah. it's. But the best thing I like about this wine is it's not heavy, or this bottle is it's mm. not heavy, so it's still sustainable, economical, yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's not one of those gigantic heavy bottles. So it looks no. great, and it's and it's actually pretty affordable and all that, too. The bottle is affordable. The wine, the wine inside, maybe yeah, yeah. not. I don't um, think I've had this before. It is the Thompson. It's the Trinity Hill, Trinity Hill, uh, Thompson's Block, and it's Thompson without the P. Thompson. Oh, Thompson. Thompson's Block Syrah, twenty twenty, mm. from the Gimlet Gravels, which is the area that uh, Trinity Hill Winery Very is much. in. Um, single vineyard wine from Hawke's Bay and um, Syrah, very important to the Trinity Hill stable and to indeed the Gimblet Gravels portfolio of fabulous grapes. Um, $120 a bottle. Do you want me? Would you Treating like to me. taste it? Treating me, sure. Yeah, well, sure. I, like, know, I like Trinity wine. I wines. haven't tasted it yet, so let's, let's see. That's 2020? This is 2020. So, so great Syrah year. Yeah, well, actually, part of the. Um, Excuse the uh, reference. The Holy Trinity of Hawke's Bay vintages recently, 19, 20, and 21. Mm. So look at the colour. You can't uh, obviously look at the colour if you're just listening to this, but it's inky, inky purple, kind of purple black, blood black. You can't see through it. Wow. So for those folks out there who don't know, 2020 was – a really interesting year because it was on basically Friday the 13th when the world shut down, March 13th, 2020. That's true. Nobody knew what to pick, when to pick, how it was going to happen. Do we have to keep our distance while we're picking? The winemakers, and we started all these bubbles. Yeah, social distance. Social distance, vintages and stuff. But we ended up doing these bubbles of people and everything. 
And what was great was the suits and the marketing teams and all this. And Trinity Hill will be in this category. They're not a gigantic winery, but they have some suits lurking around. Um, <laughs> Uh, they weren't around. They were all working from home. That's true. And so, and the other, th- but the great thing that happened was after that initial panic, the weather was amazing. Cool nights, warm days, uh, and we could just basically, yeah. Mother Nature took care of us. We could it pick was when, we, when we could want. Uh, Syrahs all got across the line. There's some beautiful ones from that year. And uh, this smells like this it is as them. well. Thanks for the healthy pour, by the way. Ah, uh, look, I'm all into a healthy pour. You know, that's all you need. You just need a decent inch in the glass. Aaron's licking the glass in the studio <laughs> in there. He's, he's like, what the fuck's going on here? But um, the way that it smells, I love this. It's got this kind of savory, savory, meaty, peppery note, but it's not not huge pepper. Like no. a lot of Syrah is just pepper, and that's all you get for a long time before you then, before it unveils, you know, the fruit. That's dark this and sultry. Is, and and I think it's, it's got this kind of kelpy, um, iodine note underneath the... Um, Iodine's the, good call. Yeah, the pepper and... It's... Um, what I think is cool about this, which I didn't even know about in just initial reaction, is mm. uh, Trinity obviously uh, has <coughs> one of the icon and wines of the country with the homage, mm. Syrah. And from what I understand, that is kind of the best Syrah. Yeah, so this is its little brother. This is little brother, but this is single vineyard one site, and um, Mm. maybe they don't make it every year. Maybe they're going to make it once in a while, but I think that's really cool to say, hey, this one was so Mm. great this year. We're keeping it by itself. And from that single vineyard, not blending it with anything else. And interesting what you say about... um, um, you know, they may not make this every year. That's something that I hear that, that... Well... Backtrack a little bit. I have a lot to do with uh, international visitors that come into New Zealand, wine fans that want to buy, do wine tours and buy New Zealand wine. And they, you know, people from the States and the UK, Asia, Europe, um, and they struggle to get their heads around the fact that New Zealand's iconic wines Mm -hmm. aren't made every year. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, the first growths of Bordeaux or the, you know, the cult wines of California or, or what have you that, you know, they make the wine every year and it's up to you as a consumer to do your research and figure out was it a good vintage, was it not so good, when should I drink it, how long should I cellar it, you know, yada, yada, yada. In New Zealand, those top wines are only made when the fruit is perfect. So sometimes you might have um, a gap. Mm. of a year or two, sometimes even three, before these wines. So if you're OCD and you want successive vintages not in, your, in your cellar, it's not going to happen when it comes to New Zealand wine. I do the same, by the way. Oh, you, the I'm test, sure you do. Testify red, not produced in 22, mm. 21, probably going to have a little bit. Um, but again, the other thing is we will shrink mm. the size. So now, I'd be lying yeah. if I didn't know that there was a couple – uh, famous producers out there who I think have pushed it a couple times and made a certain oh, wine in like yeah. 2017, which was a very questionable mm-hmm. vintage mm-hmm. to even make a, a mid-range wine. Um, and they'll always say it was a great vintage. I mean, the them. other thing that, that I've done, like my 2021 was a really good vintage in New Zealand or certainly in the North Island. And I just couldn't put together a testified Pinot Noir, so I just didn't do it. Mm. And I was like, I, I guess it's going to have to sell out. I don't know. I have to give up that money. Do you know what? I'm happy to give up $120 for this wine. When you taste I'm it. I'm happy for you to give it up for me. Do you know what? I would save up and do that. It's so gentle and slippery on the palate. And the tannins come back with this little prickle, just a little prickle around the gum line. It's very elegant. Soothing. I mean, let's be honest. You're talking about Mm. uh, Warren Gibson here at the helm, who is, I don't know, one of the best winemakers in the world, really. I mean, he's. And Damien Fisher, his assistant. And Damien's like, could be Mm. one of the best winemakers in New Zealand himself. And so you have a great team there. You know, they know their sites, they know the vineyards, Mm. they have great sites, they have interesting. And Warren, particularly with Syrah, even his own brand with uh, Balancia and La Colina, he's just mm. got one of the best reputations in the world for Syrah. I think um, at the, the recent induction of the Masters of Wine, they tasted one of Warren's wines, along with you know some Rhone stuff and yeah. everything. So 
He's a guru. I'm not shocked. I'll just say no, that. No, I'm, I'm not shocked either. And that's a beautiful, This is the first beautiful. time that I've tasted the um, the Thompson's blocks. It's concentrated, yeah. but it's also very silky and elegant. Silky, soothing. Mm. So, yeah, we so, um, we recommend it. Is yeah. it a, it's a, it's a Y&D a just, recommends. No, they're not always going to be um, mm. $25 Sauvignon Blancs no. or whatever that we pull out. So that's good. Thank no. you. Treating. Treat. Treat for Wednesday. And we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Decibel Wines is the newest tasting room in the best block of Hastings City on the East Block, where it's all happening. We're right in the heart of the action with, uh, you know, the distillers and the common room and a bunch of great restaurants and other uh, great shops in the, as our neighbors in the area. There's something for everyone in our shop, though, with 18 wines available under the Decibel Junta and Testify Collections. We're treating podcast listeners to a 15% discount. That's pretty That's pretty good. On our website, with the code PODCAST15 at checkout, head to decibelwines.com and use the promo code PODCAST15. I believe that's all caps. Uh, you know, I moved to New Zealand all alone in 2008 and started making these wines in 2009. I moved here with a dream and literally just a few bucks in my pocket. And it all started with a very small amount of Decibel Malbec, Sauvignon Blanc, and of course, Pinot Noir from Martinborough. I make all these wines, buying fruit from so many great growers around Hawke's Bay and Martinborough. Um, so please come visit us uh, when you're in Hawke's Bay. I'm usually in the shop hanging around. Uh, if I'm not there, there's some other great people helping out and know the story and know about all the wines. Or just visit decibelwines.com and use promo code PODCAST15 at checkout for 15% off. Cheers. And now we're back. Um, so... Music. I feel like I got to bring in some wine one of these days. <laughs> of course, I don't have them like uh, handed to me all the time no. like you do. So. No, uh, I'm assuming, but it's, but it's unsolicited. I'll tell you that. Oh, so, it is okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't go, I don't go out there and say oh, oh, unless it's for a competition or or um, say like a dish magazine, you know, yeah, yeah, varietal was, tasting. I believe I knocked on your door one time for yeah, people knock on my door. They do, and they and they drop parcels of wine on my door, and you know, and I'm like. Great. I'm keen to always look at new things. I think if you're just um, yeah, but you bought that one or you? No, no, no. They sent that one. They to sent me. that one. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But they don't know what like I'm opening it with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly, I'm going to go exactly. and write down my thoughts on that. So it's not like I already tasted it. Went, oh, this is amazing. I'm yeah. going to show it to Dan. I was yeah. like, well, let's both taste it together mm. and see what we think. Is it worth the? Is it worth the price tag? I think it is. It's very elegant. It's very delicious, um, and. And yeah, no, king. it's a special but one. But if too. it wasn't, yeah. then we'd say so. I think what's cool is uh, Syrah is unlike you know not to knock any sort of Merlot, Cab Savs, or Bordeaux blends. The Syrah in Hawke's Bay and in New Zealand, they're still like sort of special and rare, and especially when you get a good mm. one. You know, mm. like we have they're up and down vintages. It's tough to grow. It's a bit like Pinot. It's a bit like Pinot. So yeah. it's uh, it's warranted, and and uh, yeah. when you get a great one, there's just nothing like them. Yeah. You know? So and it's very choosy in terms of where it wants to grow. So mm. it's not like it's certainly not like Sauvignon Blanc or Chardonnay, where you can just kind of put it mm. anywhere, kind of free draining, north facing, whatever you you're sorted. Syrah, not so much. It's only limited. Yeah, and the problem is finicky. Like you can have years where it's like pretty damn good season, and the vines just shut down, and it'll still be moody. And it's so. Yeah, yeah, right. Music. That music. Um, I found somebody. uh, This album came out late last year, and this is for the hip hop fans out there. Uh, There is hippity hippity hop. Dad from Philadelphia, hippity hop. Um, they, uh, this is a woman uh, who, by the way, the first couple times I heard this, I didn't actually know it was a woman because uh, okay. she's got such a cool, sort of sultry voice. And um, her name is Psalm One, like spelled like the uh, P S P S A L M Psalm One, like like Kanye and uh, Kim's kid. Yeah, I, I forgot that, but thanks. They have um, called Sam. And uh, she's kind of like a, uh, you know, it's modern, you know, putting out albums now. Been around a little while, maybe about 10 years. And she's got a new album out called, first of all, it's called Big Perm. Which, Love a Big Perm. Which is not only a great concept, but it's a shout out to uh, the movie Friday, 
who the drug oh. dealer in that movie was called Big Perm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and uh, which is a phenomenal shout out. And that is indicative of <laughs> her style. And like she has some amazing uh, references and really funny stuff uh, in her. And it reminds me of like some of the hip hop I listened to when I was younger that it was really good. And in a way, it was still serious because the production and the beats and the and the concepts and what she's talking about is kind of serious. But yeah. the references are really funny and cool. And um, can we hear it? And throw back. Yeah, I'm sure we could listen to. Do you um, have a favorite? I could put track? on. I could put on Big Perm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the signature soundtrack. Uh, the sound. The bleh, let's, see bleh, what let's see what happens. The uh, title track. Um, she's really funny. <laughs> well, she's and, laughing at her own jokes. Um. Yeah, I don't actually know which one I should play with I'm the liking, hit. Yeah, there's a lot intro. of uh, there's a lot of good. Oh, uh, she collab with this really great producer too. So it's not really a throwback. It's kind of modern. It's modern. But I see what you mean about her voice. Yeah, she's tough. She's yeah. cool, you know. What's that rapper that does that song? Um, Afro Puffs, female rapper from like the 90s. A little bit, sounds a little bit like her. Yeah. Uh, I'm tough, tough, tough with my Afro Puffs. Ah, I forget. I don't know. I don't know. I probably do know, and I'm not thinking of that song. I like that bitch learn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Stuff. So it's a good album. Um, all the albums, you know, she's got songs on the album. Crystal Jr., Ball Hard, Big Perm. <laughs> Duck confit. <laughs> Duck confit. Yeah, pitchfork score. You know the, you know basement check. There's just all these funny. Calling your song Duck confit. I like. Yeah, she's she's really funny. So I, like I, I think she's cool. And um, yeah, the other little small one, uh, which I won't play because it's uh, pretty straightforward, um, is a Philly band who's been around a little while. They're kind of post punky mm-hmm. sort of thing. They're called the Front Bottoms. The Front Bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they're pretty, I've heard of them, I've known them, like I don't know them or anything, but I've known about them for a while, but they kind of have a newish album out too that's really I funny. Actually, I could I could play a little bit of the front bottoms. Mm. I don't even know if they're on. Uh, See, it would be funnier if they were the front bums. The front bottoms, well. Because um, that's what you call them in New Zealand, the front uh, bums. Um, Show us your front bum. So but they've d- got don't. a new a new album called Teresa. Okay. Uh Let's listen to, yeah, just the first song, more than it. Yeah, they're kind of like acoustic, punky, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, reminds me of... Green Day. Uh, I was going to say the Violent Femmes. Oh, yes. Yeah, a bit of Violent Femmes. Yeah. Well, I'm staring at an unfamiliar ceiling. <laughs> it's and pretty... I should leave. Yeah. It's good. It's a mood. It's not like it's something I listen it's to all vibe. the time. But... I don't have the money and I've been thinking about like yeah, I like this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cool. It's not, I'm not always in the mood for that. But, it reminds uh, me a little bit of this um, Canadian band called The Tragically Hit. Oh, don't get me started on The Tragically uh, Hit. I love that band. Uh, so great. I saw them perform so at Canada Day, which I think is July 1st, maybe, okay. uh, in uh, Central Park, New mm. York, mm. with uh, Jeff Healy Band and a band from Nova Scotia called Great Big C. It was one of the greatest concerts I've ever seen. I've never seen them live. They are like, well, you're not going to anymore. The lead singer died of cancer (gasps) like five years, six years ago. I didn't know And they did like a going away tour and concert. It was like the saddest thing ever. But they were like, they were kind of like uh, U2 REM of Canada. I mean, amazing band. Mm. Huge Mm. band in Canada, but never, you know, have only a little bit of crossover. Didn't they do the Friends soundtrack? No. Someone else did that, didn't they? Yeah, no, don't put them there. I don't know no. why I didn't. Someone told me, and I didn't know, because I never watched the, t- the title credits of Friends. But um, anyway. You just go for the real meaty part of Friends, right? You go That's for why the, I go for the meaty part. The plot. The plot. You know, not interested in the intros, the outros. Did Chandler outros. say something That's really? That's all I'm concerned about. I just want to know when Chandler got sarcastic. That's all I care about. He's the funny one. He's the funny one. Um, so me, totally different. Um the tune that I'm going to play is brand well, brand new. I want to say October, September, October 2022 mm. is when it came out. Now this is a tune called Threads, and it's by a young woman called Indy Yelich. 
And if that name sounds familiar, it's because her big sister is Ella Yelich O'Connor, otherwise known as Lord. Oh. Now, she's 24, um, and like her mum, the famous poet, Sonia Yelich, she's been writing poetry since she was a kid. She's published a couple of books, did a bit of acting before deciding to get into music. After finishing high school in Auckland, she's she She's got a little moved. bit of a lord. She looks like lord. She looks a bit lordy. Um well, the jeans, obviously. Um, and she moved to L.A., but she now lives in the East Village of New York. And she's been recording songs for four years, um, which is not long. But um, I'll play you a little bit. It's kind of Lana Del Rey-ish, oh, and okay. I quite like it. So let's just see. Got a good voice. Mm. Clean. It's a little lordy though. Mm. Know, it's a little lordy and it's a little Benny. You know, have you heard of Benny? Look up Benny. B B E N E E. Another yeah, New Zealand. Yeah. I've heard that little lordy, little Benny. Poppy. A little bit Lana Del Rey. Yeah. This is kind of the poppy part of the song, mm. but the intro and the outro are very soft, mm. kind of soft emo, spoken wordy. Yeah. Um, but I like it because it's. You want to have me to be kind of deep and yeah. lifted at the same time. It's just it's just poppy. It's just one of those songs that you go, huh. Well, I think if she's that. got something that just an initial reaction that Lord uh, would sort of have is um, they always have great production. They have good hooks. And yeah. I, I, you can tell that the likes of, I don't know, mm. Christina Aguilera or like... Um, um, Lady Gaga, they all yeah. respect Lord because of her choices. Yeah, and her know. originality. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and sorry, and I got the name of the tune wrong. It's Hometown, sorry. Not, hometown. not Threads. Obviously, there you go. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, I just thought it's good to see. Well, that's a nice way to end it. Nice you way know. to end it. Yeah. Poppy. Um, I do have a little year now, though. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah. A, just a real quick one because we've yeah. only got a couple of minutes. Um, well, two, two really quick ones. Firstly, Tragedy. Um, one of New Zealand's biggest craft breweries has just run out of CO2, right? So Garage Project, you've heard of them? Yeah. Yeah, so they're based in Wellington. They're one of our largest craft breweries. They've got more than 60,000 litres of unfinished beer sitting there waiting for carbonation, and they can't do it because uh, New Zealand's only last, only CO2 plant um, which is called uh, Carpuni. It's a it's a Todd Energy plant shut down a couple of weeks ago because of safety problems. So leaving loads of industries freaking out because mm-hmm. they cannot get any carbon dioxide. Um, so they ran that yesterday. They ran out. So this makes the news. This is big news. No, when, that's when big you news. Can't Garage run, Project's huge, yeah. huge beer producer. But it's yeah. not just them. You know, like it's going to be a domino. Effect. Oh, so we're in it too. You know, you're in it, yeah. So it's a major. I, felt, I actually felt bad because I the wine I mentioned I bottled the other night um, at four in the morning. Uh, they, you know, we do a test on it, and the CO two was a little bit high going to bottle, so I had to sparge uh-huh. it down. I had to let some well, CO two go thing away. Is you can, like, you know, when you're making beer, and obviously when you're making wine, it does produce CO two mm. um, during fermentation, and there are ways to capture the CO two. Um, to then reuse down the track. There are ways to do it, There's channel, but they cost. It's a very expensive very process expensive. to do. Um, I went to Taylor's Wines in um, in the Clear Valley in South Australia um, last year, middle of last year. They're doing it, mm. so they're, they're capturing. Major investment, like minimum quarter of a million dollars for mm. even this, a small system to do that. So it's a big deal. And apparently um, Garage Project are trying to do that. But it's not um, not built yet. So yeah, and when you can't, beer is very important in New Zealand. You know, beer, beer, and beer and cows kind of carry this country. Sounds like opportunity yeah. out there if we can come up with something yeah. else. Yeah, and my last little one: a travel writer from New Zealand wrote a newspaper column about a recent trip to the U.S. to Uh-oh. your home country, where he was appalled at the lack of etiquette when it comes to using the overhead lockers in planes over there. You know, like when you're traveling in between. Oh, yeah, it's fierce. You know, um, he couldn't believe it. He goes, it's madness. Like pretty much everyone ignores like the boarding group rules. Um, you know, like seats one to 19, go now. Yeah. Seats one. Um, no one no one um, pays any attention to that. Everyone takes on, you know, wheelie suitcases um, and big stuff, like loads of stuff. The, the 
toilet, the kitchen sink. They take everything on the plane. Now, get this. If it's a front boarding plane, this is what this um, New Zealand travel writer said. If it's a, fl- a front boarding plane, people sitting in the back, when they walk in, they'll stash their bags in the overhead lockers I of the it. front people, and then and then they go back. Then they go to their seats. Mm. And so it means the people in the front seats get pushed further and further down to find a space to put their bag. And then they have to turn around and swim against the tide of people to get to their seat. I've been there. Oh, my God. Now, here, this is the thing is it's it's bought out of necessity because the airlines have added fees to everything. So you basically don't want. And now it's even worse because of staffing issues. You do not want to check your bag. Huh. So you're always bringing on a giant carry-on, right. even on like a two-week holiday or something. So I get it. I get it. I, I wondered why um, why that was the case. And so, you know, in New Zealand, you stick to the overhead locker space by your seat or around your seat. And all, you know, and the rules. You put smaller items, larger items at the back of the locker, smaller items at the front, smaller items in front of the seat or below the seat in front of you. Um but, you know, on American planes, it's like every piece of luggage is kind of tetris oh, you yeah, know, yeah, no, into, the, into the lockers. So, anyway, that made New Zealand news today. Well, i got a trip coming up, so i got to really think mm. about that, you mm. know. So, so that's us. Um, unless you have a um, – unless you have a little, you know, you know, what's no, happening I, in New Zealand. I think I sort of covered that with my, that. my boy racers. Yeah. But I will keep an eye out for um, any boy racer stories. Please do. Please do, and uh, and pictures as well. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe I'll take some photos. <laughs> we've got one that goes past our house every morning at about half past five in the morning. I live on a cul-de-sac, so I barely, yeah. I don't, but I hear them all around us. Yeah. You know? I mean, we're in Hastings, Stings, They're bro. They're crawling all over the Stings. Mm, mm. That's where we both are. So if you've got something to say about this podcast, ideas you'd like us to hammer out, you can email us on ynddpodcast at gmail.com. We'll have all the socials coming up. We're going to have a Facebook thing happening. We're, we're, we're going to start releasing episodes. We're down with the kids. <laughs> we're going to actually start releasing episodes. So by the time you hear this, you'll be probably really deep. sick of deep. us. You'll be like, you can oh, send me God. different water bottles to match different color shirts that mm. I wear on mm. any given day. Yeah. All right. um, so until next time, positive vibes, guys. Ciao. Podcast is handpicked, whole bunch pressed, wild fermented, and produced unfined and unfiltered by Daniel Brennan and Aaron Cash at New Song Studio.